What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Shivani, woo! Tell them like it is, girls! Who's the damnedest man you've ever met your entire life? Put that camera on that side one time. Put it up one time. Slick Rick! Woo! And I want the whole world to know... I got my Learjet sitting right out there at Pete City Cab. And in just about 20 minutes, I'm going to ease down the steps, Ted Turner by my side, get my limousine, ride on 85, get my Learjet, woo, and take off to New Orleans. You got it, New Orleans. If you're watching right now, I'm 42,000 feet easing on in. Because in several hours, woo, I'm going to walk that out. Look at his only the nature boy can look. Oh, so fine. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Woo! Bags up, back and ready to go. I'm standing here outside the tower. I hate to wake you up to say goodbye. But the dawn is breaking, it's early morning. Taxi waiting, it's blown as on. Already I'm so lonesome, I could die. So kiss me and smile for me. Tell me that you'll wait for me. Hold me like you'll never let me go. What am I, five minutes late? I think you might have to report me to the fucking podcasting HR department. Nah, you're fine. <laughs> I updated all my computer everything, and it took like six hours to do, and it just got done right before the fucking show, so everything's kind of slow. I'm kind of having to say, no, I don't want this. No, I don't want that installed. Fuck off with your bullshit. All the porn viruses are gone, I hope. Probably not. <laughs> Those fuckers are... You know how to get around that, right? Around porn viruses? Yes. No, but let's have tech tech talk here too. <laughs> on, on the new episode, so tell me how do how does one get around uh, porno viruses? Well, first off, um, don't go to porn sites. Well, yeah, but there is a like one that's notorious for it is actually X Hamster. They're notorious for that stuff. You know, I, I feel like somebody on this show has talked about X. It sounds like it sounds like a Bryce thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is him. Uh, but uh, the other thing is, though, too, Pornhub actually goes out of their way to stop that stuff. Okay, so I should be using Pornhub. On yeah, porn, on Pornhub. Um, uh, RedTube, I think, is like the second best at that stuff. 
but yeah, X hamster, you're like opening up a can of worms, and part of that is it is literally the flea market of the porn world. That sounds kind of cool, yet real gross at the same time. Uh, it can be. It, it's a wormhole that if you open, you can spend hours not even watching porn, but just legitimately like, that person just did that. <laughs> and they have photos. That sounds like Twitter. It just Yeah, the X hamster is a wormhole. But yeah, like if you're trying, it, it, like do not go to any website that's off the beaten path. Let's put it that way. When you go to those ones. Okay. That's your biggest, that's how you get around them the most. The other one is you just have, like, a couple of virus defenders on your laptop or computer. Um, uh, <laughs> Erase your history every now and again, you're okay. Yeah, yeah, that helps. Uh, the other thing is, too, um, with some of these uh, bigger porn sites, like the Pornhub and even X-Hamster now, I have noticed, is getting out there. Uh, they have their own apps for, like, the Roku and Amazon Fire Stick. Oh! And oh, if you... Really? Yes, if you download on download these on there, even if you do not have an, an account, per se, in there... I don't want my Fire Stick fucked with viruses. Uh, yeah, even if you do not have an, an account, you... This is another way... Another way of getting around a lot of that stuff. Speaking of Fire Sticks... How are you enjoying yours? I know I told you, well, let everybody in on the fucking behind the scenes here. I sent Tim, give me a load of shit, because I've had his barn DVD. For, yes. I forgot about it. <laughs> I completely forgot about it. It was in my room. I was kind of freaking out because I couldn't find it. But I was like, okay, so I'll send that back to you, no problem. And Tim's like, I said, I throw it in the mail. I took it up to the post office. Did I talk about this last week with the meth? Um, I think you said, I think we were discussing whether or not that it happened. <laughs> well, anybody, anyway, somebody at my post office decided they wanted to try to ship meth in the mail, and it stopped all the mail for like a week. Somebody from Indianapolis had to come down and like check everything out, and Tim's like, where is that shit? You sent it like last week? And I'm like, I don't know. So I check my little tracker they give you and it still says it's in portland i'm like what the fuck is going on turns out don't ship meth in the mail kids it fucks everybody everybody's shit up and it's real stupid real dumb idea it's not the smartest thing but yeah i was telling you um it would be probably like i i sent tim my old hacked fire stick it's running i'm not sure what program it's running but it's not titanium. Okay. Titanium is, I think, probably the best since Wookiee shut down. Okay. Yeah. At some point, it like completely wiped that. And there's videos of how to do it on YouTube. It's real easy, and they take you step by step. You cannot fuck it up. Mm -hmm. It's at some point just completely take that fire stick and wipe it clean. Okay. How do you and, and wipe it clean? It's easy. There's a uh, restore factory default setting on it, and it will just wipe everything you've downloaded off and give okay. you a brand new clean Fire Stick and download Titanium and put it on there and just watch you a video of how to install Titanium. That's what I did. Oh, okay. It, it works a lot better. It's bigger, and, but I think there's a lot more sources. And um, inside of whatever program you have on there. I can't remember what I put on that one after Wookiee shut down. God, we're getting thick into 
tech talk here. <laughs> um, there's a, a movie program, if you can find it, it's called Maverick. I think it's the best movie program. Okay. Out of all the that, ones you have. That's different than Placenta. Yeah, Placenta's pretty good. Pyramid's pretty good. Poseidon kind of is okay. There's one I used to have that was really good that I don't have it anymore. It's called Salts, and it stands mm-hmm. for Search All the Sources. That that one was really good, too. And All Stream, I think it was called, or Ustream or something like that was a really good one. But have you been digging it? Have you, like, um, the little I, time, yeah, the little time I got. Did uh, I give you good instructions on, you know, what, how to find what you're looking for? Yeah, and you're right. You it have can't be a pain. to go, yeah, you have to go looking. And you have to get used to it. Yeah. Is the big thing. You have to decide because even, like, last, last Jedi, I started, like, two or three different times in, I went back and tried to find a better one or a different one. Oh, you were watching. Yeah, I, I turned it on just to see. And it's a real, it's a decent one, but it's a cam job. Or yeah. It's got Korean subtitles, the Koreans. Have yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it is something you do have to spend time, and I haven't had a ton of time to go through it, but I, yeah, the other night I just, for shits and giggles, besides The Last Jedi and Rogue One, I decided to see if another Wolf Cup was out there, and it popped up, but... Yeah, there's it, no... Everything will pop... I was trying to explain this to the girlfriend, because one of her friends was trying to tell me that Winchester was on there, and I'm like, yeah, it will pop up, but there's... Everything will pop up. If you type in... Yeah, solo, it will pop this up. was... Yeah, this was trying it like i don't know what it was doing but it was trying to pull something it said it had one source oh that probably wasn't it yeah it was trying i know what you're saying but this was trying to pull it from something Mm. and it 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 didn't do it so i was like yeah it's probably not out there then because i i really want to see it it's so i I don't think there's any way to see it just yet but man if there are bigger fans of Wolf Cop out there, I don't know. <laughs> I can't wait. I, you, I, still, I saw uh, the picture you sent me that's kind of like the Burt Reynolds naked on the fur rug of Wolf Cop. Yes. <laughs> Hello, new wallpaper on my laptop. But like like you said, like I, I watched Justice League this morning. I put that on for the daughter yeah. more than anything just because it didn't get out to the theater to see it and... I knew she would be into it, no, no matter what I thought about it, and yeah. uh, she was happy. So yeah, I, I, I will. I still got have to do a lot of research on this. I still have to, like you said, I have to look around on it, and it's got everything. It's spend some time. Fucking, if you're looking for something. Oh, I have a list it. of stuff that I do not have, like on DVD, that I like. I've. I had a list years ago that I found most of that stuff, but recently I started a new list of random crap that I want to see and everything. And, uh, you know, like, I-, I will eventually go on there and start looking for it. Well, I'll tell you, I'll give you some tips, dude. Like, if uh, I was watching Flash Gordon today, yep, and if you start watching it and it freezes, just bump it like five seconds. Bump fast forward once and it'll go five seconds and it comes right out of it. Okay. I, I don't know why a lot of movies do that. Um, what else? Yeah, 
there's yeah, just like you said, go go poking around, man. You will eventually find what you want. It's and I think you know technology now. All the new movies will be on there no matter what. Mm-hmm. But but the older movies, you're pr- probably eighty five percent of the stuff we'll look for we'll be able to find. Yeah, and like I found. I found Hell Knight a couple weeks ago on there, a real cleaned up version. I watched today, matter of fact, the Miracle Mile that I'm going to talk about. I watched the 1080p version. Oh, yeah, that's the other tip, dude. I I think I told you that. Wi-Fi, I don't know how fast yours is, but a lot of people Mm -hmm. say, like, if you're going to watch something, don't watch the 1080p because it's really, like, Wi-Fi is not it it's come at least mine is kind of hard to handle the 1080p yeah and i've stayed away from that yeah. but i i have plans good yeah i have plans to in the future of boosting that yeah 720p you'll be good yeah because i i really am i the only reason i have not done it right this second is uh ash versus evil dead's about to restart oh yeah and that's yeah, another yeah. thing, those those fire sticks are really good for TV, dude. Yeah. Real like I would say they're probably better for TV than there are for movies. Everything is on there. You should go yeah. look you should go I told you, man, like like next week we've got something planned. But the week after that you're not allowed to pick a movie because I'm gonna force you to watch Explorers. Okay. <laughs> you need not like that still shocks me you've never seen Explorers. You'll have to remind me, and I, I that's what I'll look up on the Fire Stick is that movie. Yeah, now that you can get uh, it, you should look up that. You should look up Prisoners. Yeah, because uh, I, like I said, I have like I said, I got a list of movies like movies like Feeding Grounds, uh, Anger of the Dead, She Wolf Rising, uh, Ah, a Roach. There's a movie <laughs> called that that I want to uh, see. Directed by the same guy who made Ah, Real Monsters. I don't know, but I want to, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, I, it, it's a fun thing to play around with, dude. It really is. There's there's a apps on there just specifically dedicated to horror movies, specifically dedicated to, like, there's one just for wrestling that is awesome. Uh, okay, cool. It is great. But anyway, you speaking of which, I want to hear your thoughts of The Last Jedi since you watched it. Oh, The Last Jedi. Um... It just like Force Awakens. Is it terrible? No, it's not. Is it? Is it my Star my kid Star Wars or whatever when I was a kid? No, it isn't. Um, is it decent? Yeah, it was decent. I, I just did you like the lightsaber battle in Ming's throne room? <laughs> <laughs> it it was one of those things. Like I did not. To be honest, I did not know what to expect even though i heard all kinds of stuff and what everybody was saying like happened in the movie and it just i'm still i like the ray character i like what they've done with that so far but i i just don't know what it is it's it's kind of like force awakens um i enjoyed it but it's like it's not like the old ones where I'm going to want to watch these over and over and exactly. over. Uh, Rogue One. We'll talk about Rogue One. What, what did you think of Rogue One? You saw it, too. Uh, that was pretty le- It was pretty decently done. I, I was surp- love that one. I, that one surprised me um, how decent that was. Now, here's the sad part. If they could have... The prequels could have been like Rogue One, 
Yeah, it's much. There, there, it's much better. Yes, because, yes, and know, I think that's the thing about Rogue One. Yeah, they have no expectations. They have a, they can start wherever they want, but they know where they have to end. They have and to, yeah, and they could make up characters, kill them off. They don't give shit. Disney, yeah, I think they told Disney told the guy we don't. You know, you're not gonna have to worry about canon when it comes to somebody like Chewbacca or or something. You can yeah, do but anything you want with these characters, and indeed they did. And spoiler alert, fucking everybody dies, and it's goddamn great. And I think that was a smart thing, actually. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you didn't leave any characters dangling out there. Right, and there's for no somebody... story thread that, for the nerds. Yeah, that, well, this could be going on in A New Hope, or you had to pay attention to different things, like in the older movies, and it's like, they went in, they made a movie, and they went out, and you literally can watch Rogue One without worrying about, yeah, there's a couple little connections with the, the two bar dudes that they walk into. Oh, that's just uh, some fan service, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do that stuff, but that's it. They, you literally can watch this movie, and that's why I, I think that's the one thing I enjoyed about Rogue One was that it was enjoyable enough to the point that they weren't trying to make you believe, yes, you got to pay attention to the old ones again just to see where this fits in. You don't. This, like you said, it kills everybody off, and they did a really good job of this. Where you're watching those stupid-ass three prequels, and it just it doesn't flow right. Nothing, you know what I mean. It just doesn't feel right the whole time. Where this one, you could kind of like it, it. They even went to the point where they were doing it like they made this movie in the seventies, or at least they attempted to make it look that way. With whether it's the Star Wars clothing, um, just everybody in the background with the X-wing I fighters. Think, and I think stuff they do a really nature. good casting job of. Casting people, especially on the dark side, that look like they're out of some British seventies TV show. Yeah, they they didn't they didn't. I thought they did a really excellent job of trying to give you a prequel without it feeling like a prequel, mm-hmm. and it, it it didn't feel like one. But you understood what was going on, and it was cool. You enjoyed it. Um, I did like Peter Cushion seeing him but i also didn't at the same time because it, you could see the cg you could see that was not a little uncanny valley for you yeah that was it just was like okay you did arnold in one of the recent terminator films in salvation you couldn't have done that it's yeah. like it was it was kind of for me it was kind of below grade for what they do special effects wise uh, that's why I was very surprised it wasn't better. I was happy, but I thought it would have been better. I but, thought yeah. Leah looked a lot better than Cushing did. Yes, yes. yeah, You're right on that one. But, yeah, Rogue One was decent. Now, do I love it like you loved it? No. Uh, I, I, I will be honest, now that I've watched all the Star Wars, newer Star Wars films, I honestly believe that ship has sailed for me. That... That love of the first three films, I don't think I'll ever have that again. Yeah. Not with the Star Wars movies. They're not going to catch lightning in a bottle like that ever again. 
No, no. Am I interested in the Solo movie like we were talking about last week? Yeah, I am. I think that one looks goddamn great. Yeah, I think out of all the newer ones that they have produced now, I think that has a chance to be really big. If it's done right, that has a chance to... You could have a lot of fun with that one. Because I'm hoping... They flesh out the relationship between him and Jabba the Hutt. And, and Chewie, I'm, too. Yeah, I'm hoping we get some of that. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of story background with Han Solo that you can churn up and put into that movie. For sure. Space Disco Lando? <laughs> yes, that's another character. I've, I really want to see, like, how, you know, them, you know, give us... If you're going to go to the origin story of Han Solo, you have to give uh, the origin of the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it, you've got to include Lando in it. You know you'll get the Kessel Run in there, probably. Probably, whatever yes. that is. Yes, I loved it. I I have went back to Rogue One. I've watched that at least eight times. Yeah, yeah. I I've got no interest in the, like. There's nothing bringing me back to fucking Last Jedi. Nothing at all. No, you know what? For me, it's Skywalker. I wanted to see what they did with old Skywalker. I like the movie. I don't love it. But I'm also not spending days at a time on Facebook or Twitter bitching about, you know, what happened with him at the end of the movie. I, it, it just, the way the movie went, I knew that was coming. Of course. <laughs> He's one of those things. He went out like Ben Kenobi. Yeah, and if, it, if anything I will say I thought was really cool is them going back to uh, the old the uh, the old um, Frost Planet or whatever it was. Off? Yeah, just their old little thing that they went back to, their little fort they had going on. Okay. That was pretty cool. At the end, that wasn't Hoth. That was some other planet with the ice. Yeah, I know, but it looked just like it though from Empire Strikes Back. True. Yeah, I like it, that it, soil w- shit. Was pretty cool. Yeah, when they were op- like taking off all the covers. Here's all the '70s computers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that that stuff was cool. That I enjoyed. There's a ColecoVision in there somewhere. Yeah, yes. It's Commodore 64. Most likely, yeah. That that kind of stuff. I was like, okay, yins get it. I'm enjoying this. I'm just, I don't understand, like, the one thing that really put me off about Last Jedi was I I don't like Kylo Ren. I think he is a shit bad guy. Yeah. Um, I liked the fight in Ming's throne room, but, like, I watched The Force Awakens, and I'm like, this is good. I, I dig it, kind of, like, but I can't wait for the second movie because Chewbacca is going to be off the fucking chain. They are going to fucking finally give Chewbacca something to do, and he is going to fucking whoop all kind of wookie ass. Nope, not this one. Let's just let him hang out with a bunch of fucking Furbies because yep. Porgs are stupid as shit, and they were done solely for merchandising. They were. And are they funny? Yes. No. But your point of the Chewbacca thing? Oh, him, yeah. Yeah, like... He... he wow. It, it just... Yeah. Dude, like, for seven, six, seven, eight movies, you've been telling me those guys are best friends, and, like, now, like, Solo dies, and Chewbacca just 
I'm going to go hang out with some fucking furry penguins. Go yeah, I'm going to be Ray's chauffeur the whole movie. Yeah, he did nothing. But anyway, yeah, it, we gotta got to get off this because we're going to talk yeah, forever. Yeah, you, you got a point on that, though. That was that was a real missed opportunity for something fucking cool. Anyway, what else did you get down to watching, sir? Uh, I watched, like I was saying, we were talking Rogue One, which, again, Forrest Whitaker, not <laughs> only in that movie, as shows Dan, up. As Dano says, in his diabetes legs. <laughs> he showed up in Black Panther. Forrest Whitaker's in Black Panther? Yes! Does he have diabetes legs? This dude is showing up everywhere. I love Forrest Whitaker, but... Because I just seen a trailer for something new, like a big movie, and that dude's in there, too! Like, does this dude never, like... It's like it's, he's, like, become the new Christopher Lee all of a sudden. I can see that. That's a good comparison. He is just showing up in everything, but yes, he's in Black Panther. Which, by the way, I, the daughter and my brother went to go see Black Panther yesterday. And you didn't go? I went. Yeah, I went. Oh, okay. it, it was really good. Like, my, I was, my brother's like, yeah, it's not the, he's like, it's no Iron Man. I was like, well, Tom, nothing is Iron Man. <laughs> I was like, I don't think they're ever gonna reproduce what they got with that first Iron Man movie. I was like, but Black Panther is a, they had a chance they could have really screwed that whole thing up, and they didn't. They did everything right, I felt. Well, give me the I, give me the synopsis here, because I have absolutely no it, idea what fucking Black Panther's about. Basically, this is the origin story of Black Panther. Okay. And Black Panther, his father, has died. They, they, yeah, they're getting blown up. They get a new Black Panther. Well, in Wampka or whatever the hidden country is, what, basically a meteor years and years and years ago hits mm-hmm. and they get they use this rock vibranium from yeah, it. that's that in the comics that is one of the most that's like the one where all the vibranium comes from is his country yes and basically the vibranium there's five tribes four decide hey we're all going to live in in harmony, and we're going to use this, but we're also can cut ourselves off from the outside world to the point they build up a shield in the forest. You can't see them. And the fifth one, they go up in the mountains, but they're cool with them having the vibranium. They just don't want to be a part of it. They always they want to keep to their roots of, you know what I mean? Just yeah, they they just. They break off, but they're cool with it, whatever's going on. So with this vibranium over the years, they basically, they are light years ahead of the rest of the world. Yeah. But they know what's going on in the rest of the world, but they don't care. Well. Exactly like the comics. Yeah. New Black Panther is coming in, and of course you could challenge him, and the one dude from the tribe that doesn't want to be a part of it challenges him. Loses, but he doesn't die. He taps out. So, you know, there's respect there, which comes into play in the, towards the end of the movie. So he's like but, Wakanda's Tommy Dreamer? Yes. <laughs> yes. But, but bottom line is, uh, the new Black Panther, like, he finds out his dad killed, uh, basically a, his uncle who went rogue. He was in LA in 1992 
and had a kid, and basically Black Panther's dad was like, yep, we're not taking him back. Even though that's my brother that I just killed, and I just saved Forrest Whitaker's life. And he kept this secret. Well, now this kid has grown up, and basically he knows all about their little country that they got going on, and uses Ulysses' claw to basically get him there. See, I want to know how awesome Ulysses' claw is in it, because... I love that character in the comics. He was in Age of Ultron, and they didn't do shit with him. Well, spoiler alert, he's in half the movie. He's a big part of it, but he's in the first half of the movie. And they kind of go away from him, because Ulysses Claw is basically the only person that knows the secrets. He knows everything about the vibranium, everything else. They've been chasing him for 30 years, and the new Black Panther, like, that's his new thing. He wants to go after him, and that's when he finds out the secret about his dad, and this this dude that comes along is the kid that his uncle had. And this kid's been to Afghanistan, Iraq, all this stuff, and he basically scars himself every time he kills somebody. And that's where we get a CIA agent. I forget the dude's name now. He's the only white. He's the only white dude in the whole movie, basically, besides uh, Ulysses Claw. Oh, I saw a great meme about that. They had uh, Andy Serkis and Martin Martin Freeman. That was that's the guy you're talking about standing there, and it said, "Yeah, the only two white guys that are in Black Black Panther. They were all in Lord of the Rings. They're the Tolkien white guys." Yeah, literally outside of Stan Lee doing his uh, yeah, usual appearance. Coming. Yeah, he outside of him. Yeah, they they. Uh, what's his name here? Uh, Everett Ross. He is CIA agent Everett Ross, and he knows about the Black Panther, T'Challa. Okay, he knows about him. Okay, and they kind of have like this handshake deal. Like he doesn't say this thing, but he you know he knows what's going on. He's trying to get him to basically help in some way and they're like nope we don't do that we don't deal with the outside world until uh this the dude's name is killmonger and it's played by michael b jordan who i thought was a really cool villain first off but basically he comes in and since he's part of the tribes and he has this tattoo on his inside of his lip he's able to challenge the black panther and basically throws him off a waterfall and everybody believes he's dead and he's like everybody get out we're about to go attack the world we're gonna take over the world and do it right (laughs) and basically the black panther is saved by the dude who he tapped out and basically showed respect to and black panther comes back and he understood what he was saying that they should help you know, the outside world, but uh, they shouldn't, like, share all of our technology or anything like that just yet. But they believe there's a bigger thing coming, which, of course, you know... Thanos. Yes. They, you know, they, there's little hints to stuff they know is coming throughout the movie. Now, I will say the end of the movie chooses its words very wisely. Mojo. Uh, no. God damn it. For Fuck. political reasons. Because you can tell there is going to be some crazy nerd bots out there that Already are going to... Already is, dude. Yeah, are going to bitch and moan and bitch and moan about not only the movie, but what is said at the end of this movie. And it's like, 
it's a really good movie. It is damn good. It's a great action flick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just love the way how they build up this country that is not you can't see unless you're in it. This Wakanda or whatever That's the it. countries. Yeah, it's it, it's really the origin of like how this country is built and why it's built and why the people are the way they are. And how they built this up is just great. And that's what I enjoyed about this movie. But it's there's nothing there there is like no slow time in this movie. Oh that's good. Somebody is like almost fighting constantly in this movie. And it's real interesting. But the chick, I think her name is Okoye, that I think she's also in The Walking Dead. She may have beaten more ass than the Black Panther did. Cool. And she is just... Put it this way. After I watch this movie, I want to see more of her beaten ass in other movies now. Because <laughs> she is, she is the general of the Black Panther army. And she's just... Dude, she's just kicking ass. Even to the point where she starts fighting her husband. <laughs> it is great. It's just really cool stuff. Really good movie. Angela Bassett is uh, Black Panther's mom. Oh Jeez. man, not CCH Pounder. <laughs> no, not no CCH Pounder. Crap. But and it's Black Panther is probably it's in the upper echelon of the Marvel movies. They I did would, a really good job I with this. I was going to ask you how you ranked it up in there. I, I I rank it high. I rank it very high. I would watch this again. Um, I don't know where exactly. Like, said to my brother, there's Iron Man, and then there's the other movies. <laughs> Iron Man, I think, kind of... Iron Man is that one movie I've gone back and kept watching again. I go back to Iron Man 3 more than the first one. The third one's really good, too. Yeah. And I think it's just... Especially the first Iron Man hit at the right time. Where it seemed like we're... We argue about the Fantastic Four, what direction the Spider-Man movies were going in. Uh, I think with Iron Man, they just hit all the right chords. Mm. And Black Panther, I think, just about did that. And I I would say it's probably in the top five of Marvel movies oh, for me. Awesome. I think it's that good. The, uh, the only thing that I will say that came out of Black Panther for me, I want my goddamn Blade movie. I was just going to ask you, do you think with this, because everybody's co-opting the Black Panther and uh, they're trying to, just like the shooting in Florida, which is an abomination. Yeah. yeah. You know, trying to push their own political horse. Yes, and that's, and that's why I said, if you pay attention to the end of this movie, I would not be surprised there is some reshoots because of that. Hmm. They chose their words wisely I believe for political reasons. Yeah, I, I would love like now, fucking, because people can't get over themselves personally. Well, Blade deserves a fucking other movie because they're all good. The third one being okay. It's okay, yes, yeah. but does it deserve another life? Yes, it uh, does. Yeah, and Wesley Snipes is like the best at that, dude. He's awesome. yes. And even if you. Go and decide, okay, we feel Wesley Snipes is too old. you got to have him involved in that project. 
I don't think he's too old. He might be old, but goddamn, that guy's in shape for sure. Yeah, exactly. But you know how it is. They're going to want somebody that can carry this character for, if they're going to do it, you know they're going to want to make multiple movies. I've always wanted to see, he could show up in the Spider-Man universe, he could show up in in, the, in another Blade movie. I've always wanted to see Morbius on the fucking big screen. That would be cool. It would be fucking awesome. Anyway. But the, the other thing with Black Panther, too, you could tell they're setting it up where I think they explained a lot of the Black Panther universe, you know, of the country and yeah. try to explain why they're doing what they're doing and how they're doing it. Just because I have a feeling that's a big part of uh, Marvel Infinity Wars that's coming up. It's I have a, a feeling. Big part of the Marvel Universe, period. Yeah, but I have a feeling it's going to be a big part in the next movie, and that is why. Good. I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm going to go see it, but I am the, waiting. I am not going like, to. Yeah, and the after credits thing basically connects it with Infinity War Avengers also. Awesome. Yeah, it doesn't have Thanos or anything, but it does have something happen where it's like, okay. It, it, it just... They they bring back a character that you're probably answers a bunch of questions. War Machine? No, 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 no. Huh. Yeah, it just somebody something happens to somebody in uh, Civil War, and they popped up in this. Okay. So. All right, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's but yeah, the movie's more. It, it's definitely worth seeing in the theater. But anyhow, I'm gonna go, but I am not gonna see it with a assload of people. Yeah, uh, we ended. I didn't think it was gonna sell out, and then like five minutes before it started, and it was a 10:30 show. Everybody ran in. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it, it pretty much sold out. 10:30 cool. show. Um, watch Justice League with the daughter. Mm, what'd you think? Because it was. <sighs> I. <sighs> yep. Uh huh. I only, it wasn't horrible, but I don't know. It just, it still felt rushed. Like, we had to have this movie out there, and it's just like, um, no, you didn't. I will say this again, Wonder Woman, best part of the movie. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing with her. Uh-huh. Everybody else, I don't think they know what they're doing. Boy, fucking Affleck just phoning it in, man. He is ready to not be Batman, for sure. I don't know if it's so much that as much as I I, I just, he might be overacting. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing in that. Or, you know, I just, I that, what's going on with the whole Batman thing, I just think no one knows what they want to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I just don't know know if anybody knows what they want to do with that. Just give it up. That's what they need to do. And, and Steppenwolf? Uh, dude, I've told you I can go fucking deep. I did, like, on villains and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who the fuck Steppenwolf was. I'm, okay, so it's not just me. When he arrived, I was like, I'm watching the movie, and I almost said, who in the fuck's that guy? <laughs> Back when what I said, I had no clue. I had no clue. That that was literally like I'm watching, and that was my thing. And I just just like, yep. Uh, I was like, it, it's 
it's you could tell there's they want to be the Marvel universe and they're struggling. Who, who invited that guy to the party? Yeah, and it just and it, it, and it wasn't horrible, but it was just like soon as Superman finally decides, okay, I'm done being dead, and shows up, like, yep, this movie's over. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> He shows up and it's like, yeah, who are you? I'm Superman. I'm just going to pound you into the earth and make this movie a lot shorter. I, a think, lot. <laughs> I think that's the problem. One of the many, many problems of the DC universe is Superman because he can just beat anyone. No problem. And then what the fun is that? Anyway, we got to yeah. stop. We're, we've talked about Star Wars and everyone talks about yeah. comics. And but, and, and yeah, it, Justice League is what it is. It's not horrible, but it isn't great. And, yeah. But anyhow, moving on, I watched, I uh, actually had a couple of entries into the Gross Fest somebody sent me. And the first one this week was Groundhog. It is literally a slasher film that somebody made about somebody that has had Enough of Groundhog Day. <laughs> Who could possibly hate Groundhog Day? Who Appar- could possibly care? Oh, it's great. Apparently, uh, basically, this this local news channel thirteen local news anchor and her boyfriend, which is the cameraman, they go to cover. They're they're not going to say Puxatawney Phil, but they go to a small local town to cover the Groundhog uh, in the celebration. <laughs> Come, Coming back, they're in an accident. She gets hurt. She gets out and gets run over by a plow truck. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. And because of this, uh, the boyfriend, Logan, basically completely loses his mind. Uh, for five years, he's basically seeing a therapist and everything, trying to get over his girlfriend's death. He can't stand the groundhog until finally he just one day has horrible visions of his girlfriend. He snaps and just starts going on a killing spree until he gets back to where the groundhog is so he could kill the groundhog. (laughs) And that's the whole plot of the movie. I enjoyed it. Yes, it is very cheesy. And yes, it's very independent. And rough around the edges. But at one point, uh, you do get to see somebody playing with a duck hunt gun from the NES. Awesome. And acts like they're trying to shoot the dude. (laughs) 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 Just for shits and giggles. But, like I said, if you are just looking for another holiday horror film and you want to laugh, Groundhog is actually worth checking out. I really enjoyed it. I was glad they sent it to me. Uh, and the, one of the people that are actually in it, Matthew Fisher, is he's an actor in it. He's actually gonna be at Gross Fest. He got a table at Gross Fest because he has a couple other films that he actually made. So cool for anybody that's coming. I'm sure he'll probably have copies of Groundhog. Also, the other one that was sent to me was called Slutter Drive, and these guys. And just at first, I didn't realize it, but as I'm watching it, I was like, I know these guys. It's from MPO Films, and these dudes were involved with Steve Radinsky's, like, Carousel, uh, some of the other stuff he's done recently that people have enjoyed. 
And so they're from around my neck of woods. But basically, the story revolves around this dude named Doug who comes home, who's a failed filmmaker. He comes back, I'm guessing, from Hollywood. His film didn't go over real well. And he comes home to find his girlfriend's banging another dude in his own bed. And he's like, whatever, just finish up. I want to go to sleep. He's Uh depressed because his movie didn't do well. He decides he's going to go out to the park. He doesn't want to stick around with his friends. He goes out to the park. He's working on his next short film. He, put, he puts a camera up in in the community park. They convince him finally to go drinking. They're drinking out of a cooler. Yes, there's lots of yingling in scenes. Oh, yeah. I told him bonus points for that. Bonus points for talking about somebody's Buckeye. <laughs> Like I'll give you give you bonus points for that also, but basically the camera picks up somebody killing somebody in the park, and he realizes it's his weird ass neighbor that just moved in, and as he finds this out, his weird ass neighbor follows him to a party that he goes to and starts killing his friends, and basically trying if the cops come and try to pick up the neighbor, he's basically getting this dude blamed. And until finally he gets his two best friends to realize that he bugged the dude so he can hear about where they're dumping the bodies and everything. They finally believe him. So they use, they try to like do this where they're going to go kill him. And when they go try to kill him, they end up fucking up, but they get, they get him arrested at least, but he escapes and basically he's back on the street and they set up at his old house for the dude they kill his wife and then for the dude to come out and they just dump a bucket of acid on him to kill him, which was pretty cool. Actually, <laughs> it's just, it's a cool slasher film. I really enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of cool low budget effects in this, uh, which is cool. Uh, just a lot of, you know, stuff that you're sitting there. Like you spent how much money on this? Those are some good special effects. <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> there's a lot of blood and stuff in it so that was also sent into gross fest for me to check out so i was happy with those that's what i watched this week sir well i didn't watch much of anything i watched flash gordon again today because i was cleaning yes the house. i know you did i was cleaning the house. i noticed something about flash gordon like the fucking casting process must have been like hey uh every british actor that has an amazing voice. You're just hired. <laughs> now, what? That's the real. That's the question, though. Was it a British? Like, was it filmed in Britain, or was this an LA project? I think it was. I don't know where. I think it was filmed. I want to say on the same, the same stage as Star Wars was. Okay. Look at that Pinewood joint. I could be wrong. I'm not. Oh, sure. okay. Could be totally wrong, but. Yeah, they're like, hey, if you're British and got a kick-ass fucking voice, Brian Blessed, Max von Sydow, Pierce Brod- or Timothy Dalton, the other James Bond, you're in. Fucking come hang out. Topol, I mean, he was in fucking Fiddler on the Roof, for God's sakes. You have to have a badass voice to sing that shit. You're just, you're in. You're, you're fucking in. So, that, I started watching that series, Black Mirror. Um, it's like a modern day... Uh, Twilight Zone. I haven't yeah. got into it much. I've only seen one and a half episodes, and the one episode I did, 
I just jumped right in the middle of season four, and it was an episode like uh, the apocalypse has happened, and these people go into it's called Metalhead. These people go into a warehouse and try, are trying to get something out of the warehouse, and a little like killbot comes and stalks them and is after them. And it, yeah. it's, it's pretty good. It has twist ending, and and yeah, man, like I watched Deadpool last night again for just no reason, and that's pretty funny. I'm kind of not too jack like I want to see Cable, but like Deadpool is just pretty. It's pretty funny, but I'm not looking forward to Deadpool too. I'll go see it, but it's not one of the ones I'm putting a fucking bookmark in. Like I have to see that. It's not solo or anything like that, and that's that is literally all I watched. Besides, I didn't get to see Python too because it was getting fucking like it was just bad. <laughs> I told you, did you make it through the first? I one? made it all the way through the first one, and the second one I was watching it. It just didn't want to stream right. Yeah, <laughs> just it was it was getting fucking weird, and I just stopped it after a while. And okay. watched uh, what I was going to talk about earlier was uh, I changed my pick this week because turns out last week I picked it in the mouth of madness. We, yep. We've covered that before. I thought we did. <laughs> yeah. Back way back in Carpentober. If you remember us doing Carpentober. Nope. But okay. All John Carpenter movies for all of October one year. And I picked that. So I, I took John Cross's advice and watched Miracle Mile that I'm going to talk about later, man. It, uh, anyway, that's it. That's all I watched or didn't watch. Been fucking busy over here, man. Just like you. I've been moving new furniture into the house and getting ready to get my bathroom completely fucking tore up in April. It's just fucking a lot of shit went on this week. Had dentist appointments and stuff. That's bad news. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that as just, yeah, I had, just random stupid stuff had to do this week and yeah like you it just didn't get to watch as much as i would have liked but anyhow i do have a piece of news and i don't think you'll care but let's get into it i had to put it out there anyhow can you dig it can you dig it can you dig it Um, I know Charlie Fleming put this out there, and I, I was looking at his page that day too. Uh, Leaf Yonker or Jonker, whatever you want to pronounce his last name, the dude that made Darkness, a really cool vampire independent film. Supposedly, he is working actually on a new project, a horror movie project. Uh, hasn't named or said what it is just yet, but also too for fans of Darkness. I know he just announced today on Facebook he's working on a possible 4K version of Darkness and Blu-ray version of Darkness since a lot of people have been asking about it. And he's been talking about basically trying to transfer all the footage he ever had of that movie onto this Blu-ray package, however he's going to do it. But... I know there's some people that will care and actually want to check that out. So for Yin's people or fans of darkness, like I was, it's a cool thing. I mean, I'm probably not going to buy it, but I really like that uh, two-disc combo he came out with a few years back of the movie because it was definite upgrade of the VHS that was out there. 
floating of that movie. Plus, if uh, if you're a big Fango reader, which again, which I'm about to get into, also, yeah, Fango uh, Dark- came back. Yeah, Darkness was an ad in Fango, mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, and for everyone to remember. So yeah, but yeah, uh, Fango came back this week. It's actually gonna put out physical media. They're actually they put out a huge statement. I don't know if you got a chance to read it. Kyle. I, I read is some about uh, if you ordered the old Fango, you were supposed to get some free shit or something, and it didn't go down. But they still took your money. So these new people that take over are gonna give you stuff for free or something. Well, not only that, but basically the people that actually had subscriptions to Fango, right. Um, apparently Fango, when they went under, just didn't give anybody their money back. That's it. That's something, like, I read, yeah. Yeah, and whoever, I forget the name right now, it escapes me, but, uh, when Fango is now in full operations, um, they're actually got a hotline or Facebook page just for people to go. If you could prove that you had a subscription or anything of that nature, they're going to try to make everybody happy. And basically, if you had a subscription and paid for it and didn't get your money back, um, they are going to try their best in, for you to at least like get the first year sure, for yeah. me or something like that. So, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. They they are really going about this the right way. To me, it sounds like. So yeah, I think it's just cool that this is happening, and uh, it, it's nice to see what Fangoria is doing. So I wish I had any frame of reference. Like I've told a million times before, I did not get that magazine when around here when I was a kid. So yeah. So if you're interested in Fango, it's coming back, and it'll be cool stuff as usual. Uh, I have a feeling they're gonna. If they're doing what I think they're doing, this could work. And so we'll see what happens. Cool. So that's all the news I got. Yeah, I got no news, but we do have questions. Ah, uh, let me get to the questions. Didn't know we we're going to those. Ooh, somebody's still bitching about Cannibal Holocaust. Anyhow, <laughs> I think that that ship has sailed. Oh no, there's. Uh, it's. I laugh. Somebody's. You know how if you get added to some of these community groups, the posts will come up. Yeah. And I've been added to some of these groups just because of running Gross Fest, and it's like I don't really pay attention to a lot of the groups. There's maybe like one or two groups I'm in that I'll actually go and look at the posts from Mm -hmm. time to time. But there's a couple of these groups, and they popped up in one. Somebody finally watched Cannibal Holocaust. And apparently it blew their mind. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and somehow somewhere in the past this past weekend it started like a controversy on their group page of people bitching about animals again and this that and the other thing and somebody who's bringing up oh, this isn't a movie and is just like wow <laughs> it's like it's like sale dude yeah. yeah it's like where have all you's people been it was like this has always been talked about. I have it just yeah, but it was cool that uh, still to see that movie shocks people. Yes, yes, it shocked the shit out of me when I watched it the first time. <laughs> uh, very first question we have 
Charlie Fleming asks, why no Dale Price at Gross Fest? Explain who Dale Price is, because Charlie's trying to get a fucking a wrestler at Gross Fest. Uh, that's what you want to call Dale Price. I say um, Taka Michinoku's out there somewhere. Dale Price, uh, man, this goes back years. Uh, Dale Price is a independent wrestler from the Pittsburgh area. Uh-huh. That literally... Almost every show, my brother, especially Charlie and I, when we would travel almost every weekend around the area to all these little shows, whether it was in a basement of a church or a gym or the back of a Kmart or just the back of a candy store, in a mall, in a burned-out roller rink in Washington, PA, uh, it just Dale Price would always be on the card. And we, Charlie and I went through this phase where we just would pick a wrestler and give them crap. <laughs> you know, we would sit up in the first row or the second row because there was like maybe 50 people at most of these events, if that. And these poor souls are, you know, wrestling. And you, every once in a while you get to see some cool wrestlers. And two, when there's only like 40, 50 people... You would sometimes get to see matches like New Jack versus Chris Candido was like the oh, main that's event. Fucking badass. Yeah, and the rest of them were like all these guys, indie guys. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. really indie guys. Did you ever see a guy named Shark Boy? Yes, Shark Boy was around here for a long time, and we loved Shark Boy. Yeah, he was even on WCW. If it was the same dude. Oh, really? Where you had to fear yes. the fin? Yes. Because he Dark was boy. a big, I remember the early days of TNA, he made it on there. Really? He got that Yeah. Big? Huh. Fits the same dude. Shark Boy was on WCW at the tail end of WCW, but also made a name for himself in TNA and even Ring of Honor in their early days. Son of a bitch. We used to watch him fight people like Greg Valentine and Visco Inferno in the back of bingo halls up here. Yeah. I've seen him in a couple gymnasiums out here in Pittsburgh and, excuse me, in a couple other places. So I just... But, <coughs> Dale Price, getting back to the original question, Dale Price, uh, to summarize it, we gave him crap for a very long time. Well, the and my brother was started showing up with us, and he gave him crap, right? Until the one day, we're out in West Newton in a church where Dale Price is wrestling, and we were giving him so much crap, and my brother said something to him, he actually stopped in the middle of the match, jumped the top rope, and started screaming at us. <laughs> and we're like, okay, we finally got on his nerves enough, and we moved on, right? Right. And even though we would see him at every show, never said a word to him. Well, one, like, couple months go by, and we didn't care. We're sitting there in the front row, and Dale Price... He's about to wrestle. He just comes out and sits right next to my brother. Doesn't say a word the whole time. And just sits next to him. And we didn't say a word to him. And, like, his match comes on, and he just gets up out of the seat and goes and starts wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, after that, he disappeared. We didn't see him for years. And then I would get, like, as slowly I was not watching wrestling. I was hearing reports that he was back wrestling again. 
and we all have like the running joke is we should just go to one of the places he's wrestling at again and just start yelling at him just because <laughs> just because he was one of those people we picked on but this dude that was the other thing we would see him at ecw shows Hell we yeah. were seeing him everywhere and it, like i said he was just one of those wrestlers we gave crap to and he was decent you know what i mean he was a decent local area wrestler good he wasn't a yeah, he was a good worker, wasn't a pushover, but he was just one of those guys we laughed about because we just gave him so much crap, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it just, it, 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 was, it just, for no reason at all, one day he decided to sit next to us and just stayed there and neither of us said a word to each other. Man, I would have been his friend. <laughs> it was just great. But that is the point of Dale Price. Anyhow. Come to Gross Fest, Dale Price. Yeah. That's why Charlie wants some at Gross Fest. We even heard somebody say, you should bring in Virgil. And it's like, no. No, Virgil's... Virgil can stay at the flea market. (laughs) Poor Virgil. Yes, he goes to flea markets and does autographs there. Uh, Tristan Gnarly Martin has a bunch of posts and a bunch of stuff. Oh, I didn't see this. Yeah, get ready. Uh, This week I've watched a few movies. I started the week off watching The Ritual which I haven't seen but heard it's really good. I really enjoyed this movie, so my question is to you guys, do you believe that certain rituals, if done correctly, could actually bring forth some kind of supernatural being or create a series of supernatural events that could affect our lives forever? No, I don't believe that at all. However, I do know this. It it may be a ritual, it may not, but if you play a trombone at a tornado, it goes away. We found that out one day in New Corden, where my buddy Saxman and Silent Brian and everybody lived. It's a town, I think I've talked about it before, it's been condemned. Yes, I want to visit this town. It's pretty crazy, like there's nothing in this town. There's a pop machine, maybe still a pop machine, and that is it. Yeah, Yeah. there was, It's and it's right on this river, so you get any kind of rain, It's this town just floods. That's why it's been condemned completely. But yeah, there's a tornado one day. And it was weird. We all went out. We were all outside, like, hanging out because we're fucking high and stupid and 20. So we're all hanging out outside, and everything is yellow. It's really weird. I can't explain it. Like, everything, yeah. the atmosphere around, every, everything turns yellow. And, and we see a tornado, and my friend Fires is the craziest, one of the craziest sons of bitches I've ever been around. He just grabs this trombone off the porch, starts playing it at the tornado, and the tornado went away. So that's the only ritual that I know about that works. If you play a trombone at a tornado, it I do away. know if you do a ritual in a frat house, Joey Belladonna lives. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I know that too. Uh, and possibly Sammy Kerr comes to visit you. But anyhow. Check that second... movie out, dude. It's got a cool monster. The ritual? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've heard... So many people talk about that now. It's another one I gotta. Uh, that might be something else here. You know what? I'm gonna write that down right now. Pretty good. I liked it a lot. Because there is another movie called The Ritual that was made, I believe, in the uh, late '90s. Yeah, it was the third Tales from the Dark. Yes, Tales from the Crypt yes. movie that I didn't even yeah. know existed. Yes, that's what I was gonna bring up, sir. Very good. Good. Cool. Gold star for you today. All right. Uh, the How second many gold stars does it take to win a rondo? 
<laughs> Just because we brought up that information about the ritual, we should win a Rondo. Yeah. Is there a ritual we could do to win Rondos? Man, come on, that those the tech the tech info we were spitting out at the beginning of the episode. We we should own all the Rondos. <laughs> Let me check that ticker. I am survey said. Zero point zero. Mm. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> Still got no rondos, Tim. Uh, Tristan's second movie I watched was Return to Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot. Well, that was a mess of a movie. That was what happened to the events in the original movie. Where was uh, Kurt Barlow? He was shown on the poster of this movie, but never turned up. Uh, who was that crazy Jew hunting Nazis? And that 40-something man, main dude, got a 17-year-old pregnant, and everyone was rolling around shitting Mars bars. Fucking stranger danger, pedo alert bells should have been ringing in town square. My question is, have so either of you two movie. ever... It's a, I love Return to the Salem's Lot. I've never seen uh, it. Oh, dude, Michael Morarty. Yeah, I've never seen Return to Salem's Lot. Uh, uh, Cohen wrote and directed. Uh, my question is, have either of you two ever replaced, returned to a place you haven't been for been to for years, only to find out it wasn't how you remembered it? Hmm. No, not really. I can't think of it, no. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> maybe high school reunions. Nope, never been to one. They're fun. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. Nobody has any, you know, the people that were pretentious cocksuckers are still pretentious cocksuckers, and all the rest of us still don't care about them, but it's fun just to drink with everybody, I guess. That's probably the closest thing I can think of an answer. Mm, no, not for me. Um, but Return to Selms, a lot. Tristan, man. It, 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 good stuff. Good stuff, man. I don't know what you're talking about, but it's good stuff. I've never seen it. I might have to fucking check it out. Yeah, yeah. It does it have anything to do with the first one? No, it doesn't. But it does star Michael Morarty. You you had it. You had me sold at Morarty and Larry Cohen directed. So. Oh yeah, this is yeah, this is him to. Uh, Morarty just came off of uh, what was it? The stuff and Island of the Live Three, and yeah, Larry Cohen directed. Based on a Stephen King story, which has nothing to do with it, but um, trying to think if there was anybody else in here. No, but the, yeah, I, and I say, remember just finding this out. There's a very young Tara Reid in the movie. Yeah, she was the kid. Yes, she probably sucked back then too. <laughs> but yeah, if you're looking for cheesy '80s horror movies with some gore, Return to Salem's Lot. She probably that. sucked back then, and at least she had, uh, I don't know how young she was, but she probably had normal titties. Yes, <laughs> I'm like guessing probably because she was like nine. Oh, oh, I take that. Yeah. Shit, I think we our podcast just got fucking banned. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but, uh, Tristan, you also got to understand, uh, 1987, this is when... Well, that's the uh, yeah, I mean, literally, the, um, you know, they're talking Phantasm 2 at this time. Everything that was old was getting a sequel. Because you're at 1987, you're at the height 
of horror movies. The best year ever. Yeah, you're at the height of, okay, because by 1987, we're on, what, Friday the 13th Part 7? And uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part think- Three and I think three was eighty six and I think part seven was eighty eight maybe I don't know I yeah but I mean just to give you a, an idea just these things were being churned out yeah, I mean because it's it's alive three was coming out and Cohen was just doing all kinds of stuff which was cool but yeah there was just a lot of horror movies that were trying to recapture and this was one of them that had that sequel because don't forget the year before Texas Chainsaw Massacre two came out. And, It'd been how many years for that movie? That was 74. Yeah, so there you go. 12 years. So, um, yeah, man, Tristan, go back and find our episode where we just talked about 1987. That was the episode where Tim got drunk, and it was me and you and Dan, and Tim got drunk and just started screaming out movies from 1987. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. Uh, Martin's third uh, Third question or announcement, whatever you want to say. Third movie I watched was called Hypothermia. I believe uh, this is the one with uh, Mike, Michael Rooker. I could be wrong on this. this. Is, I think this is the one with uh, Booty Shorts Forsyth in it, isn't it? Uh, let's look before we continue this. Or am I thinking of The Rig? I think you're thinking The Rig. Yes, I Michael always think of I The was Rig right. for some reason. Yeah, I was right on this. No booty shorts? That sucks. No booty shorts. Yeah, I was right on this. Michael Rooker. Um, third okay. movie I watched was called Hypothermia. It was about a family who go ice fishing on a frozen lake and discover some sort of prehistoric fish man living in it. It was quite a good little movie in parts, but as soon as the creature was shown, it totally fell apart in my eyes. My question is, do you think there are still prehistoric life forms still around today in that just haven't been detected by mankind. First off, Tristan, I will say this. I'm with you on hypothermia. Is that a, it, it is that wasn't a Fessington good. joint? A what? Is that a Larry Fessington joint? I think it is. I'm looking right now. Uh, Fessington? No. Oh. The Fessenden. Larry, Larry Fessenden? Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. I'll watch that totally. Yeah, he's Love a fishing host. I don't remember him being in it, but oh. yes. Oh, you didn't direct it? No, 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 no. Somebody named James Felix McKinney. Don't know that, dude. Nope. Apparently, he was the producer on a movie called Satan Hates You in 2010. Hmm. And he was an associate producer on I Sell the Dead. Larry Fessington's in that. Automations. But, yeah, he really hasn't done a whole lot of stuff, but he did a direct a movie called Cannibalistic. Hmm. A vegan pacifist trying to forget his flesh-eating past, but when citizens of a small town pushed him too far, he went cannibalistic. That sounds real dumb. That sounds like I need that on my list. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. But that was 2002... I hear the Rondo ticker now. Yeah, it's not doing anything, sitting here silent. (laughs) (laughs) I need to go looking for that movie. Hypothermia? No, I've seen that. I agree with Tristan. It wasn't that good of a movie. I think think it used to be on Netflix for some reason. Yeah, I give it like two stars. Um, But on stuff 
uh, that we haven't detected prehistoric life forms? Damn right, I do believe. Two I still believe chuds all the times. Yeah, chuds, sasquatches. Yeah, there's all the time you'll read on fucking some shit on the internet. They find like a new breed of spider. So yeah, I mean oh, they're yeah, always finding chupacabras. Yeah, yeah, I believe that shit. Yeah, ancient aliens, totally, fucking hundred percent believe it. Why? Because the guy with the crazy hair told me. <laughs> it's aliens, man. That's Silent Brian's favorite guy ever. The guy with the crazy hair from Ancient Aliens. He loves that guy. Anyway, what else? Oh, yeah, got? yeah. Anyway, uh, Tristan Martin, Gnarly Martin. I love the alien dude, by the way. Uh, wants to know, here's some trailers. Give me your opinions. Cheap thrills. I think we talked about this. Yeah, we've, I have not seen that, but yeah, that's got Rooker in it, too, I think. Uh, good movie. That's, yeah, that's the one where they keep, uh, the two guys that go back to the house, they're like betting to see if they'll do something. Yep. And it gets bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is Housebound. We've talked about we talked that. We about covered it. it. We covered it, yeah. That was great. Also, he wants to know, and on the scale of 1 to 10, how start, stoked are you about the new miniseries Cobra Kai? I don't think that's real. Did you see this trailer with... No, but I knew this hit this past, like, weekend or something. I don't I know. heard people talking about this. I'm going to have to see, like, the, I'll, I'll believe that, like, when I see it. Well, he posted a link if you want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, okay. I'm not for sure that's a real thing. I don't know. It might be, like, a funnier die kind of joke yeah. or something, but it wouldn't surprise me, none. I don't know. I can no, see I'm that. Not the big karate, I'm not the biggest Karate Kid fan. I like Part Two better than Part One, but oh, this is beautiful. Uh oh, this is beautiful. I just added. I went to the blood post page. Besides uh, me posting about House Shark, which is Jaws in a house. I want to see that so bad. And, uh, they're still running an Indiegogo campaign. If anybody wants to check that out and uh, the movie's pretty much finished, like it, it's gone far enough. Above and beyond their limit, but uh, they're still doing stuff like special things you could get with House Shark. Plus, you can supposedly, if you, I think it's a hundred bucks or a hundred and fifty bucks, you get a severed leg that was used in the movie. <laughs> um, Patricia, before we even get into questions, just posted some pictures. I just saw a picture of Black Creature uh, of a McDowell's that has opened in Queens, New York. That's unbelievable. It has, it's everything. It has the Big Mac. It has the sexual chocolate shake. Yes. I just, it, oh my god, it's great. Sexual chocolate milkshake looks amazing. Randy Watson's sexual chocolate milkshake. (laughs) It comes with a piece of chocolate cake on the top. Holy fuck. Somebody's gonna be suing these people. For some reason. <laughs> this is un-fucking-believable. I, I know. If I, oh, look at the, there's lines out the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would actually drive to go to McDowell's. The Big Mick. I want this so bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Patricia Stevens wants to know, besides encountering chuds on the job, has Tim Gross encountered any snakes? Oh, yeah, on a regular basis. I told. I think I told the story about the big ball python when I first started. It was in the back of a convenience store. It kept eating all the mice. Yikes. I was stuck on a big uh, rat mat. 
and I wondered where all the mice went, and I found somebody's like four or five foot long ball pet ball python <laughs> was hanging out, and it was stuck on the trap. Um, the results of the black snake. I took pictures and texted to my brother to find out what the hell it was because it was inside of an exterior rodent station. And I was outside around a warehouse, and it was mid-August, and my brother's like, ah, yeah, black snake. Yeah, he'll bite you. Just kick him along. He'll be fine. <laughs> just kick him. And, and I, that's what I did. Thing just kept slithering out of this box. He was like three and a half foot long. Jeez. Uh, walking around people's houses, I have picked up the small, small little gardener snakes and thrown them in other yards. Yeah, everybody's got those. Yeah. I, uh, w- um, when I worked in the old job, before that place shut down, we had a assembly line that put the leather on the middle seats of Hummers, and all these leather, all this leather would come in these these boxes from New Mexico, and I would unload them and stack them and and all this shit. And one day, like I didn't see it, I unloaded it and took it to the line because they needed a beige one. About like twenty minutes later, I see like four or five people just run. Like, their asses were on fire, and they opened up the little cardboard box, and there was baby rattlesnakes in there. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Nice. Man, they called the local zoo because, shit, man, those things are poisonous. Nobody knew what to do. Yeah. They called the zoo in Fort Wayne to come and fucking get the, get the goddamn things. Damn. That's pretty crazy. Uh, Patricia Stevens also asks, what's your favorite Robert England character that isn't Freddy? I enjoyed him as Mr. Gartley in The Mangler. You just picked mine, yeah, the guy from The Mangler. Or the the fucking, like, grody fisherman that he always plays in sci-fi movies. True, true. I was trying to think of something else than The Mangler. Because he's in a... Oh yeah, yeah, he is real good. He was also he played a very weird character in uh, Killer Tongue. Yeah, I haven't seen that forever. With, Holy shit. Yeah, with Mindy Clark, he was really weird in that. What about him and Eaten Alive? Just a sleazeball. Oh yeah, I was gonna say you got that one, and then Stay Hungry. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger's like best buddy. I've never seen Stay Hungry. It's. Nothing like great, but yeah, it just it's weird because it's full of these people. It's like here's these people before they were big. Yeah, early you know Arnold. Kinda... Super early Arnold. I'm trying to think uh, other stuff with Robert. V might have been possibly my favorite, but he's also in Python, which yeah. we're gonna talk about. But I'm trying to think of other stuff. He, I mean, he was in Zombie Strippers. He was in. He's great in Zombie Strippers. Yeah, it just. Nobody yeah. in, in Zombie Strippers is as good as the stereotypical Mexican guy. Talking <laughs> about the bag of oranges. God, that shit is hilarious. Let me look real quick because I'm trying to. Outside of. He just does all these little... Yeah, it, I was going to say, he does a lot of little things. He was in Funhouse Massacre, Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Everybody's in Funhouse Massacre. That movie's was he in... I don't think he was in the Stephen King movie we're going to talk about. Oh, because we're going to go through that stuff next week. Yeah. Uh, Sleepwalkers. No, he wasn't in Sleepwalkers. No. 
I know that because the yeah, fucking, oh, yeah, Ron yeah, Perlman's yeah. in that, not yep. Freddy Krueger. Robert uh, England did an episode of Simon and Simon. No shit. Yeah. No, he he did an episode of Simon and Simon. And Alice. I knew about the Alice one, but if he did Simon and Simon, he was in something with Prince of Darkness Mustache Man. He played Freddy Krueger on DC Follies. Oh, God, I remember DC Follies. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, what a creepy show that was. That's the one with the puppets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, like, if you guys want to see some real weird shit, God, I remember that. Look that up. It, it Here goes like, one. What's that? I, Urban Legend, he was a professor in there. Yeah, I remember that. He was, and Wishmaster. How could we forget that? I really liked him. I remember, now that just strikes a chord with him playing the professor in Urban Legend. Yeah, but, God, anyhow. I've that movie forever because I didn't like it the first time I saw it. Ooh, man, DC, I did. Man, I'm going to have to look up some DC Follies. Holy shit. Yeah, that, that, that show is hilarious. Um, Steve Benningfield wants to know, did Python 2 continue the story arc from Python 1? Steve, we are gonna talk about that. Don't encourage Tim, Steve. He's making me watch Python movies. We are gonna talk about that, Steve. Let me see if there is any more questions. We might be done. Actually, you know what? Spoiler alert, I kind of enjoyed Python. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it did come out after King Cobra. Nope, that's it on the... Yep. I can't believe that movie exists. I am not seeing any more questions. Okay, so let's do Python, then I'll do mine, and we'll do Python 2. Uh, well, I was just going to do both Python movies okay. to be Because, Steve, it does have a little bit of a continued storyline, and we will get into that. Nothing major, but a little one. Stanley, that got split. What the hell's going on back there? The hold down straps are tight, Captain. originated in Southeast Asia, but nowhere in the manifest is there so much as a mention of exactly what it was you were transporting. What we had was uh, something unique, an evolutionary chimera. Roberta? You ever seen anything like this before? Bodies have been found here and here. This is our target. Time to put your baby to bed. You don't have enough men. I warned you it was intelligent. In simple layman's terms, what was it? A very big snake. Now, nature's perfect killing machine is on the loose. Won't burn, can't shoot it. How to feed. Let's just say there's this little, little big thing after us. And we're the prey. 
Casper Van Dien and Robert Englund. No one else dies because of this thing. Do you understand that? I just hope your snake here does. That's not going to hold for long. Python. Dude, you got me out of bed for a snake? Now, mind you, Python sports the cast of not only Robert England, Holy Casper, shit, everyone, every Casper Van Dien, William Zapka, uh, Will Wheaton, Jenny McCarthy, Sean Whalen. <laughs> it's like, should I go on? Little Isaac from fucking Children of the Corn that I did. I thought that was yes. You, you thought it was just a random midget. I thought it was time. a midget Rick Moranis. Nope, his name is John Franklin. Yep. Ed Lauder shows up on this, which he's the pilot in the very beginning. Yeah, I knew that guy. Like, very, I didn't yep. know his name, but that guy's very recognizable. Oh, you ready for this piece of information? What's that? The, the Python had a voice. Was the it voice, Lou Diamond Phillips? No, the voice is by Frank Welker. Who is Frank Welker? I know who Frank He's Welker the is. voice of... Just about all the Scooby-Doo people. It's Optimus Prime. In the newest Scooby, like all the newer Scooby-Doo cartoons. It's opti- yeah, he, he's Optimus. He's like all the Transformers, I think. Yeah, so there you go. Python had everybody. Anyhow, we're you know what? We've got like three movies that literally have everyone in it. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Python is a sci-fi channel movie. Mm-hmm. This was definitely a sci-fi channel movie. And that's where I first seen it. A very, this was like sci-fi before they got real, real... Like, this, yeah, this, this is when... Cheesy. Yeah, this is when sci-fi channel was starting to hit their stride. This, this is, is when, before Demko's dad even like checked out. <laughs> Yeah, this is when they started doing these movies on a regular basis every other Saturday. Uh, before they really got into this Asylum Entertainment stuff and all that other stuff, this is when Sci-Fi Channel movie... This is when they were trying to do, like, 12 movies a year yeah. on their own. And Python was a part of this, like, on the ground floor of this. And for the most part, they don't get into too much why the snake is as big as he is, but they do for about 30 seconds in the middle of the movie. Yeah, Robert Englund has some expository dialogue about it. Yeah, they literally talk about uh, Robert England as some kind of herbologist or something like that, and he somehow, the snake is just this happy experiment that happened. Mm-hmm. And beginning of the movie, uh, a military plane by Ed Lauder, who's piloting, uh, is flying in... The snake gets out of the box and causes a plane crash. Now, everybody's upset, including Robert England. They think uh, the snake died in the crash, but he didn't. So this is so military. This is like black ops and outside of the government kind of thing uh, with the small town that uh, Casper Van Dien and Robert England and a couple other people 
they go to the small town and basically talk to the sheriff and basically say, hey, you should, like, go away for a little while. Meanwhile, the Snake's going around town, eating people like Jenny McCarthy. He, and, he, he whips her head off. That was the best Yes, part of the he movie. whips her head off, eats the dude that she's trying to get down with, who's trying to sell her a house. Meanwhile, William Zapka is upset because he's the town sheriff, and his buddy came back from being in the... Uh, some bike tour or something like that, and they're upset, but they figure out this giant snake is just going around the local town and basically eating people. And until they can figure how to terminate it, basically Robert England's like, okay, who plays Dr. Anton Rudolph, who basically wants to try to capture it, keep it alive. Pretty much. And basically the snake just goes through everybody through the whole thing until the end where a couple of the locals, of course, they kill it and they open up a bike bar after it's all over because apparently it's all, um, cause, it, oh, what, I'm forgetting the dude's name, but, uh, the dude that runs the toxic plant, he is actually plays young cigarette smoking man in the X-Files. Huh. And he actually shows up as a different character in the X-Files as an FBI agent for a while in the later seasons of X-Files and just showed up again who might be the person who hid away Mulder and Scully's kid. Hmm. So, just to give you a little background, but he's the older brother of his other dude. You're talking who, about this Keith Coogan guy? Uh, <laughs> No. I am talking about, I do not believe they have a, Chris Owens. Okay, that's not the guy I thought it was. No, Chris Owens is the dude. He's the older brother that owns, like, some kind of toxic waste plant or something. Something where they get based. What is it? I thought it was, like, a metal plating place. Yeah, it's something like that, but they deal with the waste that basically can melt anything. And the police suspect his little brother, because his little brother just got back in town, and he's jealous that she's banging the sheriff. and Or he's... I can't remember which one yes. she's banging at this point. But the point is, they blame him because the snake is melting some of its victims with its venom. Yep. And basically, like I said, they get together... After all the main people that are names get killed in the movie, these locals figure out a way to kill the python in this metal plating shop and basically melt the python down. They open up a bar bike shop, and that's where William Zapka comes in and goes, Hey, man, I'm going to the FBI. I got accepted. And that's its connection to Python 2, Steve. Uh, he is acting as a mercenary who hires another mercenary to drive and basically recapture the python and take it away and basically same thing follows the first one the snake falls off a plane it it survives and somehow now William Zapka's character is back in this, playing the same dude who's Greg Larson, and he convinces, uh, who's a, another dude's been in a bunch of sci-fi movies, Dana Ashbrook. This dude 
and his girlfriend basically are going to help out. And by the time they get to this little Russian facility, the giant snake has taken over and starting to eat things. Nowhere near as good as the first movie. The first movie I probably give two and a half, three stars. Enjoyed it because, you know, Robert England. This one kind of down on the lower end. I probably go one, one and a half more than anything. It's even really- as it's- like, these ones are pretty, like, I didn't see the second one, but I kind of enjoyed, I knew I was going to get, like, I did want to watch this, but I'm glad I did, because it's before, it's the same sci-fi cheesiness without it being watered down, like. Yeah, this is before they really start watering. really water. shit the bed. Yeah, that's where the first Python has a certain charm to it, because, no, like, King Cobra, they're in somewhat untapped territory, but they're exploiting that whole 70s made-for-TV movie kind of thing. A little bit, yeah. And Sci-Fi Channel kind of tapped into this, where it made, like, monster movies there for a little bit, mm-hmm. and it was cool stuff. And Python 2, which came out a couple years later, you could tell they didn't have the budget and anything like that, and it's set on a, in a Soviet, a Soviet Union military base or something. And is kind of boring. That's why I'm surprised. Like It's like, yeah, you're not making it through Python 2, man. Oh, good. Uh, but, yeah, basically, Billy Zapka is now working for the CIA, and he's basically just trying to kill this snake or capture it so the U.S. can take it away. And that's your whole plot line, the Python 2. Um, where are, the, are they fun movies? Python 1 was. Mm-hmm. Python 2, uh, not so much, but Years later, it does spawn into Boa versus Python, uh, which I remember, which actually doesn't have anybody, <laughs> like the Zapka character or anybody like that. But if you want, definitely, yeah, Python would be on my watch list. If you're going to check out some of these early sci-fi movies, right. monster movies, uh, Python should be on your list. King Cobra should be on your list because King Cobra wasn't a sci-fi movie. That was a legit movie in general. Uh, Frankenfish, Crocodile, um, Komodo isn't a bad one. So there's some good early on ones. You know, sci-fi channel ones, they're worth checking out. And Python's part of that stuff. I think, so. I think I'd have to say the best one is... Fuck is the one something versus Gator, Mecha Shark or well, the oh, one with Debbie Gibson and Tiffany and Mickey Dolan's from the Monkees. Okay, yeah, because the first one is Mecha Shark <laughs> versus Giant Octopus, which has uh, Deborah Gibson and Lorenzo Lamas. No, that's not the one. No, I know, but yeah. that's where um, uh, what is it? I think it might be this this one right here because they made a whole thing around it yes it is it is mega python versus gatoroid yeah me and silent brian sit at my house and watch that one night and just laughed our fucking asses off. oh yeah because two the other funny thing was one mickey dolan's was in it but two mm-hmm. they also tiffany and deborah gibson really got into this this is before sharknado they, I wonder if this was the test market because this is where Sci-Fi Channel actually had a premiere of it before it premiered on Sci-Fi Channel. They actually had it in a theater oh, shit. for people in Hollywood. And then they had, leading up to the movie on Saturday night, 
they had where Tiffany and Deborah Gibson were actually doing some kind of live like question thing or interview stuff in between the commercial like the movie during commercials. I think I remember this. And it was a really cool concept and I think the very next year we got Sharknado. Well, that's the burned out Two one. years yeah, later that's with Sharknado. Really started to jump the shark. Yeah, but uh, but honestly, yeah, it, it, this but this was where they. I wonder if they tested it out right here. Might have been that kind of thing. But hey, that that's it. That's what I said. Like I said, two and a half, three stars for the first Python movie. Probably one, maybe one and a half, just because of the Zapka character carrying over in the part two. Part two is definitely the more boring. Just they didn't have a whole lot, and they were trying to put that out there and. Not a whole lot going on in there. It went too well pick. one too many times. Yeah, I would have stuck with Python. So there you go, folks. Well, I liked it enough. I, I wasn't pissed that Tim made me watch it. I wish I, – I like, I, it kind of shocked me because, like, the very first time – or the very first couple minutes is, like, the snake crashes the plane and then all of a sudden, wha-bam, titties. And I was like, I, that really confused me. It's like, wait a minute. So Sci-Fi Channel has like tits? I don't understand. Yeah. I guess if you get the DVD, it has tits. Yes. Okay. So that was it. And you know, was there anything hotter than like 1998, 99 Jenny McCarthy? Ah, uh, this is I'm talking pre. Well, pre- you don't get to see. Uh, her do anything in Python, if you're saying that. Unfortunately, no, but she was just the hottest yeah. person that roamed the country then. I, for, for a short period of time, yes. Maybe about I, two years, yeah. Yeah. I was a big fan of Singled Out. <laughs> just, just oh, there was, yeah, I remember that being on. There were so many people talking about that yeah, show. You know, I don't know where the hell they pulled her out. And you know what? To get her in the late 90s, I'll take Chris Hardwick. <laughs> Even though he's turned into an abomination of a human being that I can't stand. Yeah, he's a, yeah he annoys me. He I don't know what it is, but used, he annoys me. I used to listen to his podcast, and it's just like, I would listen to it. He, that podcast, the Nerdist podcast, you know, I had my beef with them. I like that when it's just those three guys and no other celebrity. Like, I listened to one a couple weeks ago because Bruce Campbell came back, and he was, I gotta listen to it because it's Bruce Campbell. But it's it's a really I like their show when it's just him and Jonah Ray and the other guy. Okay. That's hardly ever that hardly ever happens, but anyway. Yeah, I'll take Jenny McCarthy if I have to suffer through some Chris Hardwick. But yeah, man. Before she went all oh, don't vaccinate your kids stupid, she was the hottest person that ever roamed the fucking planet. I actually looked up naked pictures of her today and holy cow. Woo! Yeah, she yeah, that is that I will say, but I just... She's inhuman. Like, that's inhuman. Yeah, I, I just hate her now. Yeah, she got all celebrity stupid. But anyway, yep. I digress. No more boob talk. God, we go from tech talk to tit talk to... We got no football talk today. Um. Anyway, yeah, I, I had to change my pick. So I picked Miracle Mile this week because John Cross was on last week and he gave me the rundown of what it is and it sounded interesting and... I had never seen it, and wow, um, I liked it and hated it at the same time. Love can sure spin your head around. 
God, where do you begin? Well, hello. We must have been meant to be together. It's too bad you have to work tonight. Only till midnight. Fate is a funny thing. Take a nap, because you're going to need all your energy tonight. It was one of those strange nights. <gasps> Finally meet the right girl and you blow it. That could ruin your whole day. In a big way. Dad, it's happening. This is it. This is really it. This is the big one. This is a joke, right? It's really happening. 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 This can't be true. We'll all be dead if we don't get out of here. Nobody believes this, do they? Not me, not Spongy. Make a list for me. People who we want to bring along. We gotta get Julie. Who's Julie? Harry Belafonte. Who are you? Who are you? Stop and let me off. I don't stop for nothing. Jump! Don't hurt me, man. I got Nakamichi Pioneer. I got everything. If it doesn't happen, I'll tell you. If what doesn't happen, man? I'm dreaming. That's, that's it, I'm dreaming. Y'all ready to go? You the pilot? Hey! Hey, do you know anybody can fly a helicopter? Helicopter pilots. All the helicopter pilot bars are closed. What's the problem? It's true. Love can be exciting. Trust me with this. Even terrifying. Julie! I love you. But nothing could prepare you for an experience like this. What is it, you Perry? Miracle Mile. Listen, I'm just a guy who, who picked up the phone. Did you watch this this week? Have you seen this before? No, I have not. You've not seen this? No, I have not. Oh, you suck, Tim. It's good. <laughs> it's good in the... like. When, when did it come out? 88. Okay, so this is, I see, I knew, this is like, isn't this some kind of post-apocalyptic movie, or supposed to be? No, what happens is, Anthony Edwards, from the nerds, mm -hmm. he's... He, in he, gotcha. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> in everything in the 80s, really, if you look back. Um, Kelly Joe Minter's in this. Dude, you want to talk about, like, this has more... Of those guys than Python did. Yeah, I mean, look at this fucking cast. Yeah, I'm looking. It's Kelly unbelievable. Gunter, Denise Crosby, Bubba Gump. Yeah, and I have to. Well, we'll get to it later, but uh, yeah, it's Anthony Edwards is. It's directed by the Cherry Two Thousand guy, which oh okay, I was cool. like okay, yeah, I need to watch that because John, like, told us last week this guy did like three movies and then just left. So, yeah, he really didn't do anything. No, it's got an interesting thing uh you know anthony edwards character is kind of like the lonely 30s schlub not schlub but he plays trombone so you know no tornadoes okay. you, you're with this guy you're going to be tornado free for the rest of your life and he's kind of like a uh, he's not a nerd but he's like a lonely guy just looking for the the right chick to come along and he's kind of bummed that he's never met her and you know they're in the uh i guess the natural history museum and uh, it's really cool because this is all la stuff and it looked yeah. fucking great. Like, L.A. in the 80s, like, they captured it perfect in this movie. And he 
notices this chick walking around played by Mayor Winningham in a, you know, he kind of fucking gives her eyes and they, they, they kind of decide they like each other and they're going to go out on a date. So he's fucking around town with her, you know, they go to a restaurant and buy all the lobsters cause they can't eat them. So they set them free in the ocean and do all this happy new couple stuff. And they, they meet her grandpa and grandma who they realize like she is real bummed about them because they haven't spoken in 15 years, which is kind of this weird backstory thing. They've never really get into, but so he, he says, look, uh, the, his girlfriend who I got to say, man, you got to look at the picture of this thing that Mayor Whittingham is wearing in this movie. It is easily the worst set of clothes I've ever seen. I want to, <laughs> like this purple skirt tight combination she's got going on. I want to burn my eyes out with a cigarette lighter after seeing it. And she has easily the worst haircut of all fucking time in this movie. It's like, now he's looking at pictures. Yeah. It's a baby mullet. And, like, I love chicks with short hair. This is just, holy cow, she looks like an atrocity in this movie. She probably, like, I don't like her to begin with. I never really have. But, anyway, moving on. Uh, Anthony Edwards decides they're going to go out on a date, but she has to work, and she gets off at 1.30 in the morning at this coffee shop. So he says, okay, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna go back to my hotel, take a nap, and, and I'll meet you. So he goes back, and the power goes out in the hotel. He misses his alarm, and he wakes up about 4 in the morning, and he goes to the coffee shop hoping she's still there, or he's going to get a hold of her and say, look, I'm sorry. I really like you. I didn't mean to do this. Don't think I'm a fucking creep or anything. But uh, he gets a, he passes a phone booth, and he picks up the phone because uh, it's ringing, and there's a guy on the other end that says, look, uh, you need to find my dad. I'm in a silo in South Dakota. They've just lost nuclear war is coming. We've just lost launched the missiles. And you know, you go inside. I thought it was going to be all in the set, all in this diner, because in this diner, you know, he goes in there and tries to convince people because he really gets convinced by this call that the missiles are coming. That mm-hmm. that we've got to do something in there. There's like character actors galore. There's, um, shit. Yeah, there's this Robert Doquai guy who you will recognize as the black police chief from Robocop is mm, running yeah. the thing. Denise Crosby's in there. Um, there's another guy that is Earl Bowen is in there. You'll recognize him from, he is the psychiatric doctor for Sarah Connor. In Terminator 2, he's in there. There's a transvestite in there and and some trash men. And Denise Crosby's kind of getting on the phone because she works in the government. She finds out it's real, makes all these arrangements, and says, look, I've got a chopper coming, and it's going to land on this building, and it's going to take us to the airport in safety. And he decides he's going to go save Mayor Whittingham. So yeah. then it's just a trip through L.A. They, they All this crazy shit happens. He, he jumps out of a fucking moving truck as they're going to the airport, meets up with Bubba Gump, hijacks his car. They get in a scuffle at a gas station for cabbies, which I didn't know was a thing, but I guess it does. And a place, they, they fucking set cops on fire and explode the place, which is insane. I did not see any of that coming. Um, 
what else do they do? They go, it just, it's this escalating thing. Is he going to get her and make it to the fucking top of this high rise to get out of there? And spoiler alert, he does, but he, he doesn't at the same time. They, at one point, the coolest part, I thought, you'll love this part if you ever watch this movie, Tim. He goes, and they've got the chopper there. And up yes. on, like, everybody from RoboCop is in this fucking movie. I swear to God. Um, shit, what was his name? Ah, uh, shit. I have to, I have to find his name here because you're gonna recognize it. Looking through the, he's, he's like Mr. 80s. He's like Mr. 80s sleazy businessman guy. Kurt Fuller. Oh, um. From Wayne's World, Ghostbusters 2, everything. He was yeah. in Scrooge. He was in, he's like the typical 80s coked up business exec. That's yes, 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 butter. yes. Because he also was in the Psych TV series. Yep. It, it, which he's hilarious in. Yeah, yes. He, the fan, he's in the fan. He's in, yeah, he is in everything. He's up on the top of this building, just completely pilled out of his fucking mind. And they've got the chopper up there, but they don't have a fucking pilot. At this time, Anthony Edwards has saved Mayor Winningham, and she's up there, and he's like, look, I'm going to go find a pilot. Ten minutes, I'll be back. So he just is running around the streets screaming about he needs a fucking, is, does anybody know of a helicopter pilot? And at this point, nobody knows about the missile strikes yet. And he goes into this fucking, like, spa, like, gym-type place, and he's running around there with a gun, and who does he run into? Brian Thompson. <laughs> fucking, you know who that guy is? Yes. Yeah, he runs into him, a very bleach-blonde, mulleted Brian Thompson. He's like, yeah, I could fly your helicopter, but my buddy has to come too. And it's this, I'm not sure if it's a girl or a guy, and I think you're not supposed to know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they go, and they get on the top of the thing, and the, they see the missiles are coming, and Kurt Fuller's just going crazy, and it's really a cool... Uh, I'm not going to spoil the ending, because uh, it's a very last American Virgin ending. Okay. It's one of those. But I I, I kept... like I, I talked about the part with the grandma and the grandpa, and I kept looking at the grandma, because she's got a pretty decent role in here, and I'm like, I know who this person is. She looks so familiar, and I'm like... Uh, it was one of those ones where it's... You've seen her a million times. I know who that chick is. And and I looked her up. I had to end up looking her up on IMDb. Do you know who plays the grandma in this movie? Mm. Henrietta from Evil Dead 2. Oh, wow. I knew that, like, for that 30 seconds that she was in there, I knew that's who that was. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Would you look at that? But, yeah, it's a decent watch. It's a pretty... It's like kind of shocking 80s movie that I just missed. This is like one of the movies I think that... I had this written down for post-apocalyptic movies and but couldn't find it. You know, mm. one of those things. I wouldn't say it's a post-apocalyptic movie because the apocalypse does not happen until... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. You know, but... Yeah, the weak point in this movie is Mare Winningham and her awful, awful fucking fashion sense. It's just like god-awful. But I liked it enough. It's... I'll probably go back, but not often. Like, this just fucking... 
I don't know. I never remember this on anything. And this is definitely one of those movies that has everyone in it. And I was like, well, well, shit, where the fuck is Clue Gulliger? He should be in here. What the mm. hell? Yeah. Like, and, you know, you're just like waiting. You know, they're going to turn around the corner and run into Curtis Armstrong or, or yeah. Donald Gibb or somebody. He's going to show the fuck up. But no, unfortunately, Donald Gibb would have been too awesome for this movie. But yeah, man, I really liked it. I think Anthony Edwards was, I don't, he did his best to hold the cast, but I don't think he did like as good a job as someone else could have. Like if this was maybe like, I could see this easily being like Bruce Willis's first movie. Mm-hmm. I'm talking 88 diehard Bruce Willis would have been really good in this. This movie is really kind of like blind date. Come to think of it. <laughs> and it's really kind of like blind date meets. This could be a prequel to night of the comet. If the yeah, but it came out comets. a few years after that. Yeah, if the missiles were comets, this would be like the prequel to Night of the Comet. It has that vibe, you know, where they're outside, no one's around. It has that that yeah. vibe to this movie. But I, I liked it enough, man. I'm, this is a good recommendation from John. I'm going to give it two and a half out of four stars. And it looked real good cleaned up. Like the 80s. It, this is really cool if you're into that 80s L.A. type yeah. shit. Treat Williams could have been really good in this role too, but you know, Treat Williams could have been really good in anything. <laughs> anyway, this is something you're you should watch this, Tim. Okay, yeah, uh, I, I, like I said, I think I had it written down at one point. It's pretty good, you know. You like Cherry Two Thousand? Tim Thomerson should yeah. have been in this, but unfortunately, Tim Thomerson could have led this. I just don't think Anthony Edwards. I mean, he did a good job, but I wish it was somebody else. If it was somebody else, I think. I'll put it this way. He did a good enough job, but if it was somebody else, I think this movie would have been, like, way more widely known. Yeah. And maybe that's a detriment, maybe not. But anyway, what do we got for next week, Tim? That's Miracle Mile. I know you didn't get to see it, but... No, but I, I'm going to put that down. Yeah, it's definitely worth out. a watch, dude. It's a good 80s flick. Um, I have a flick that I've wanted oh, to check some, out. We're doing something different next week, remember? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <coughs> I'll let you explain it since you came up with the idea and I was just helping it along. Well, I was thinking at work the other day about how awesome Maximum Overdrive is. And I think that we need to do a complete Stephen King movie retrospective. Because we could get some good conversations. I know we like the ones that people don't like. And there's some ones in there that haven't been talked about forever that I think are really good. Like, maybe if you get the right cut of Needful Things, and I think Dolores Claiborne is one that people have slept on for mm-hmm. a really long time. And, and there's just a lot of ground to cover, so that's what we're going to do next week. But anyway, what what were you going to do the week after? We'll just pick them, because I don't know yet, but what were you talking about? I was thinking about doing a movie called Big Bad. It's a werewolf movie. Oh, Recent cool. one. Yeah, I've seen, I think I saw that on the Fire Stick maybe somewhere, so I know I can get it. And I know I'm going to make you watch Explorers. Because you should should turn your daughter on to Explorers, seriously. She will love it. She probably would. Yeah, she would. She's going to love that fucking movie. I can't, it's shocking you've never, it just blows my socks off you've never seen Explorers. It's got a guy Ethan Hawke in it, for God's sakes. As a kid. Wow. Huh? What's it? What year it come out? Uh, I'm gonna look it up, but I'm gonna guess '87. 
85, this is saying. Yeah, Dick Miller, directed by Joe Dante, River Phoenix. I mean, how, how could you have missed this? That, no, I've never seen this. Wow. You're, you're I'm looking at it right now, and I, no. You're going to love it, it, I think. Yeah, I will have to try to remember. I'll to remind you. Watch this, yeah. Anyway, what do you got going on at Gross Fest over there? You got any any news? I seen Buzz is going to show up, so. Yeah, he was think, the first person that bought uh, table spaces. He actually got two tables at Gross Fest. Everybody take your uh, pre-AIDS, neck-AIDS precautions. Yep, if I didn't say it last week, I'm going to say it this week. Um, uh, we're three quarters full, vendor-wise, so uh, doing really good. So if you're a vendor and want to be a part of Gross Fest, definitely uh, get in contact with us because table spaces are going, man. And a little less than six months out, that's good. If we're going to try to fill it up. But outside of that, of course, you could always find me here at Bloodbass and Boomsticks, talking movies. Uh, of course, at my own website, grossmoviereviews.com and GrossFest July 28th. Go to the website, grossfest.com. Um, they, we, I might have an announcement, not a new guest. We're done with guests, but I might have something people have been asking for that have been inquiring about Gross Fest. I'm just waiting to get word if it's going to happen or not. Robert England. And no. And Gross Fest shirts are happening. Fuck yeah. And people are going <laughs> to people are going to enjoy what it is. I opened your face on the Spookies poster. Close. Oh shit. <laughs> what would be a picture of this? God damn it! Uh, I if uh, I won't say what it is, but uh, let me go. I laughed because I said, you know, we uh, it's like if we get away with this, sure, awesome. But you know, if, uh, somebody might tell us uh, we need to stop making these shirts. Okay. Oh Jesus Christ, man! What the fuck is going on in this world, Tim? Your Hunter from the Future gets yes. a fucking Blu-ray release. Yes, I thought I seen that. I thought that was a joke. Still no spookies. What the fuck are we coming to here? For God's but sake. What, I, what I'm sending you right now, it's one of two different shirts we're going to actually have. And I just sent it to you. It's, it's not a shirt. It's just a... That is oh, going to be your, the shirt. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'd wear that. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah you're going to piss Mr. <laughs> dude off, man. <laughs> He's going to, you're going to get a cease and desist letter that you could frame on the wall, dude. <laughs> Next time you see him at Wasteland, you could get him to sign your cease and desist letter. <laughs> that is, but how cool would that be if we did get one? Oh, I'm fucking wearing that shit. Damn right. Or, Damn or, right. Well, I've got nothing to pimp other than go get your Gross Fest stuff. It, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a drunken fucking mess, I can tell you that. Yeah, there's a chance of that, yeah. Yeah, me and, I know me and Dan are going to get drunk and just scream at everybody about Spookies. That's what's going to happen. That's fine. I'm planning on it. Anyway, let's get out of here. We're out of here, guys. See you later. Turn out the lights. The party's over 
They say that all good things must end Call it a night The part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again Let me tell you of the days of high adventure Said priest, the Pope's new army, a few crusty bitches and a handful of ragtags. I know, Bill. We swore this was a battle between warriors, not a bunch of mislances. Where'd you get the coconuts? We found them. Found them? In Mercia, the coconut's tropical. What do you mean? Well, this is a temperate zone. The swallow may fly south with the sun, or the house martin or the plover may seek warmer climes in winter. Yet these are not strangers to our land. Are you suggesting coconuts migrate? They're coming to get you, Barbara. Okay, Bob, you're fired. You're fired! You're fucking fired, Bob! Clean out your locker at the club, Bob. You're fucking fired! If it bleeds, we can kill it. You're weak. If we eat him, we break the law. Everything was true. God's an astronaut. Ours is over the rainbow. The Midian is where the monsters live. Benson pussy shoppers, take advantage of our plenty pussy sales. If you buy one piece of pussy at the regular price, you will get another piece of pussy of equal or lesser value for only a penny. Try and be pussy for a penny. If you can find cheaper pussy anywhere, fuck it. <laughs> change the essence of a man. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.